0: Sri Lagurudev Ki Jai, Sri Man Mahapru Ki Jai, Sri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Granthadash Sri Man Bhagavatan Ki Jai, Sri Brahma Rigita Ki Jai, Gaur Bhaktavrinda Ki Jai, Gaur Praman Hari Hari So, good morning to all of you. Pranam, as I mentioned, from New Jersey this time, from one art studio where I'm staying, as you can realize maybe for my background. <laughs> so we will be staying here for a week or so, then back to North Carolina. So we are continuing today with our series of lectures on Brahma Gita. Today is our seventh meeting, where we will be studying the second verse of the Brahma Gita, per se. We have had five introductory lectures trying to create the momentum for the song of the bumblebee. And in our previous lecture, we officially began with the very first verse of this section. So today we will continue with the second verse, which is the verse 13, verse of chapter 47 of the 10th cant of the Bhagavad. But as usual, first of all, let's make some Brief, or maybe not so brief, recap. Hmm? Summary of what we studied last week. Verse, first verse of the Brahma Gita, which is the 12th verse of this 47th chapter of the 10th Canto. Uh, so, Brahma Gita, as we already mentioned, this was spoken by Sri Rada, according to our Purvacharyas, Goswamis and so on. And this is particular because this Brahma Gita is spoken in the height of Divya Mad hmm? of the Zenith or divine uh, madness, divine aesthetic rapture, if you will. The very zenith, the very apex of what's called Adiruddha-Modana-Mahabab, which in separation turns, Modana-Mahabab turns into Mohana-Mahabab. So in separation, this is the highest limit possibly attained in love and separation, the figure of Shirada, who is Mahabab Swarupini, who is the greatest emotions, of the developed personified, so one aspect of this s- supreme state is called Chitrajalpa or mad, mad, delirious talks. And there are ten types of chitrajalpas as Srila Rupa Goswami speaks in his usual nilamani. So each one of the ten verses of the Brahma Gita will uh, correspond with each one of these ten types of Chitrajalpas as we have seen in the first one. So, Shirada will take the bee as Krishna's messenger, and he, she will start to have a dialogue with the bumblebee, and Udav, the official messenger, will be witnessing all that in total astonishment, overwhelming. So, the very first verse we shared in our previous lecture there, Shirada was saying, of course, the Bhagavatam is not mentioning her directly, so it says, Gopya Bacha, 3 Goppyau Chu 1 Gopi said, Oh bee, friend of the cheater, don't touch my feet, with your whiskers, which are smeared with the cuncum that dropped onto Krishna's garland when it was crushed by the breasts of a rival lover. Let Krishna satisfy the woman of Mathura, and one who sends a messenger like you will certainly be ridiculed in the Jadu's assembly. So this is the very first verse of the Brahma Gita, very unique, as you can see, Hari type of harikata, type of praise, divine praise in divine madness, for Divine Krishna, from Divine Radha. <laughs> so she starts by calling, addressing, the, of course, the bumblebee Madhupā, and addressing Krishna's Madhupati, and also addressing the bumblebee and Krishna, if you will, as Kaitava Bandhu. You are the friend of the cheater, you bumblebee. Therefore Krishna is a cheater, and you are a friend of a cheater. So that's it, the entry point of her song here. So Radha is calling Krishna a cheater, for the reasons we already explained and we will continue explaining. And then she proceeds in this verse and the the next ones, for sure, to explain why he is a cheater, why she considers Krishna a cheater. Of course, mostly in the context of Krishna having promised, I will return when he left Braj, And that didn't happen. Hmm of course on one level, on one platform of one Prakash, this didn't happen and with certain purposes as we know and as we will continue seeing and all this is increasing further and further Sir Radha's and all the is love for that matter, and Krishna's as well So Radha will criticize the bumblebee and will criticize Krishna through criticizing the bumblebee and Udav will fall in between of all that criticism as well as the messenger that was sent by Krishna. So in this verse, Srirada is calling both the bumblebee and Krishna as drunks. You are Madhupa and your master is Madhupati. Madhupati could mean the master of Mathura or Madhupuri, also calls sometimes, also can be the king of liquor, the master of all intoxication. Both of you share not only similar names, but similar colors. You are black and you have some yellow stuff there. <laughs> You share similar names, similar colors, you share similar natures, both are drunkards, cheaters, one is supporting each other. So she rather starts to abuse, to engage in bullying with the bumblebee in this context, divine bullying. Brahmar Gita. And especially she points to this fact, you bumblebee came with kumkum in your whiskers and that kumkum is showing the state of your intoxication because that kunkum is coming from the garland connect that was in contact with the heart or breast of a gopi divine rival lover when Krishna embraced her. So supposedly you're coming here as a messenger trying to pacify me. And this is the worst thing you could do to pacify me, to come with the testimony of our rivals, if you will. So you do not touch my feet. And if you touch them, do not do so with those whiskers. So ecstatically she's expressing all this. And this Krishna, your master, he likes to kill a woman. We are dying here in separation. And he acqu- acquired this woman-killing Samskar from his very birth, almost childhood, when he killed Putanabin being just a few days old. And from that, it's, it's very clear that he accumulated further and further uh, impressions in that direction. And now all the women of Braj are about on the verge of death, if you will. And now in Matura, your master is going from one lady to another, trying to please them. But eventually, his behavior will be known to the Yadu, to the men of the Yadu's dynasty, and they, he will be put to ridicule. So somehow she's saying all that to Krishna, criticizing him, but in the context of doing so, criticizing the bumblebee. In one of these ten types, again of chitrajalpa, which, uh, in this case, corresponds with one called prajalpa, prajalpa, which is one of ten, which in this particular case, prajalpa combines disrespect indignation, jealousy and pride towards developed, of course, in the context of pram, which is very different to how all the things play out in the conditioned life of the Bada Jiva. So again, for us as Sadaka, all the things are to be transcended. We are not to disrespect Krishna, we are not to show pride in front of Krishna or nor anyone for that matter, but when we arrive to braj we find all these qualities reappear again, perfectly integrated in the context and dynamics of the lila, and all of them expressed naturally and lovingly <laughs> with Krishna in the, mid, in the center. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's something very unique, a prakrita, it seems ordinary, super extraordinary, and so high is what we are witnessing here. But it's so important, we spoke about that also at the end of our previous class, the importance of exposing ourselves to this discourse of those who have prem are what to speak of those who are made of prem, mm-hmm. the ragatmikas, mm-hmm. Because they are the ones who, and, the, and those who have prem, are what to speak, who are made of prem, are the ones who can speak to Krishna, like Sri Radha or the Brajvasis do. Only those who love us the most are the ones who can criticize us in the strongest way, in the heaviest way, with the most intense words, but full of love, full of attachment, full of, so many things, full of concern. So, this is the case here. Even though it may seem like criticism, like negative stuff, it makes Radha's heart swell and overwhelm more and more hmm? with the waves of divine prayer. So, Krishna and Krishna is fully captured by such discourse as you may imagine. All oh, his mind runs, this is stolen from the Vedic hymns,
1: hmm?
0: and he's totally captured by the words words like this, like Radha sharing here. And Uddha, said, is short-circuiting at this point. And this is just the very beginning of the Brahmargit. Gita. The second day, he, he's only, he hasn't yet achieved the first full day of his staining Braj. So you can imagine how powerful experiences, impressions he's receiving here. So this was some recap from the previous lecture. So today we'll continue with the second verse from the Brahmargit, Gita. Verse number 13 of this 47th chapter of the 10th canto. So I will share the verse here in the chat via Zoom and I ask you if you could please, any any one of you, only one please, <laughs> share that in the chat section of via Facebook streaming. So I will recite it. Of course you can join me if you want. It says like this hmm. Nimpayat Gita Shumana saivasa dyas tatyajesmambhava drink. Paricharati katham tatpada patmanu patma. Yapi batahrita cheta yutama shloka jalpai. So, Shirada says in this second shloka of Ramar Gita, After making us drink the enchanted nectar. Of his lips, only once, Krishna suddenly abandoned us, just as you might quickly abandon some flowers. How is it then that goddess Padma, or Lakshmi, willingly serves his lotus feet? Alas, the answer must certainly be that her mind has been stolen away by his deceitful words. So, this is the second stanza of Ramar Gita. Srirada continues her Chitra Jalpa. Again, speaking to Krishna, speaking to the bumblebee, let's briefly analyze the word by word meaning of this word. First line saying, Sakrit Adhara Sudham Swam Mohinim Paya ayitva So, Sakrit means once. Adhara Sudham refers to the nectar Sudham of Adhara, of Krishna's lips, sometimes called Adharamvita. We spoke about this. When exposed, describing discussing Benogita, hmm? Adharasudam and Gopi Gita as well, Swam means his own, so his own nectar, the nectar of his own lips. Only once, only once. What Mohinim payayitwa? Mohinim is quali- further qualifying that nectar. Mohinim means bewildering, basically, and payayitwa means making drink. So make she ma- he made us drink the nectar of his lips, only once. So, of course, we will explain why she's saying only once. We know it was not only once. So, what takes her to that subjective expression? The next, second line says, Sumanasa means flowers. So, now comes some analogy, and here the bumblebee will be criticized again along with Krishna. Sumanasa Iva, just like, so the analogy comes, sadhya, suddenly, tatyaji, means abandoned, he abandoned in this case, Ashman, bhavadrik. Ashman means us, and babadrik, like you. In other words, after making us drink the nectar of his lips, only once Krishna abandoned us, just as you, bumblebee, may quickly abandon some flowers after the implication is after extracting it's pollen, it's nectar. So that's the second line. The third line she says, Paricharati Katam Tatpada Patmam Nupadma. So now comes another uh, character in the picture, which is Lakshmi Devi. So she says, Paricharati, which means to serve, she serves. Katam, in this case, means why. So she starts to wonder why Lakshmi Devi acts like she does. Tat Pada patman, his lotus feet. Nu means I wonder. And Padma, in this case, Padma means Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune. So she says, I wonder how Lakshmi Devi remains serving his lotus feet willingly after being who he is, after behaving as he behaved with us, similar than you, bumblebee. Mm. And in the, in the fourth line Shirada finds the answer to her own question. She presents the question, she presents the answer. Mm. So he, he means hyapi in this case. Indeed he because Bata Bata means like alas or oh mm. she, she's surprised by the the answer she she found. Which means taken away. Chitta her mind. So her mind has been taken away, indeed, alas, he again, certainly, this is a fact, scientifically proved, on, on, on how her mind was taken away, and, and that's the reason for her to remain engaged in, her, in his service. Uttama Shloka Jalpai. By the Jalpa, in this case, again, the word Jalpa, which means like false speech, mm, of Uttama Shloka. Utama shloka is the name of Krishna, as you know, that means he is praised with the highest poetry, the highest verses. Utam is topmost and shloka means shloka, verses poetry. So he who is praised with the most selected poetry. So the implication is he was like bewildered by Krishna's crafty words, if you will, and he and she remains serving him somehow. Or we could say she heard about from others about the glories of Krishna and she became bewildered by that and that's why she remained there without realizing who he is and so on. So some idea regarding the word by word. Let me share with you to begin with some of the implications of this verse. We'll try to unpack as much as we can. Uh, first of all, connected to what Srila Jeeva Swami shares in his Gupal Shampu, as well as Sridhar Swami, famous ancient Bhagavad commentator in his own uh, purport to this verse. So they connect this verse with the previous verse in between verses and ideas that the bumblebee will present, a little bit in the way of how Vishwana Chakrabartak creates these in-between com- conversations, but not so much as him, as we will see. So the bumblebee will say, according to them, they will say to Radha, why are you speculating that my innocent master and I have faults? Why you have criticized us in the previous verse, saying you are drunks, you are cheaters, and so on, <laughs> insulting us from tip to toe. The bumblebee will say to Radha, I see no possibility that this is happening actually. So Sri Rada actually replies with this second verse. Mm. Say, okay, you say you don't have any fault whatsoever, please hear the faults. Mm. This king of cheaters, this friend of yours, mm, he came to us with some apparent attraction for us. Mm. We thought he will not leave us. Mm. We thought it was it was a different nature of re, of, of situation as the Gopi said before too though, in this world conditional love is one thing and whenever you, you relate with someone with some selfish interest, whenever you get that, relation is over. You relate with a nice girl, but whenever the girl is not so nice, not so young, you look for some younger one. That's the nature of conditional love and affection. But the Gopi say, we approach Krishna with unconditional love, without any selfish motive. But even though that happened, he left us. So why? Why should that happen? If, if it's conditional love, okay, it ends in this f- frustration but if it's unconditional our approach was such why Krishna left us?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of course we know would have short-circuit didn't know what to say so here Roshirada continues more strongly making the same case mm-hmm. <coughs> he came with apparent attraction we thought he will not leave us we gave ourselves fully we renounced to all the things that nobody else could renounce the topmost Tiagis and couldn't have the level of detachment that the gopis showed in connection to Krishna. And of course, what to speak the level of attachment for Krishna. But suddenly he gave us up. Mm. Suddenly, from one moment to another, he departed and never returned. So, what can be more condemned than, than this? Mm. And again, we are on the verge of death. Mm. He's about to engage in matricide. <laughs> so, in these verses, we see Sirada continues to compare Krishna to a bumblebee. So many times this is happening, the same name, the same nature, same color, as we mentioned, Madhu the ones who ruins all the nectar, Sudayati from the Madhu, from the goat, from the, the 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 bee who takes away all the honey from their blood's face and then goes to some other flowers. So Shirada here showing how Krishna is a cheater in her loving anger. Remember this loving anger is an expression of Prem, hmm. She's explaining the cause of Krishna's cheating, and thus that strengthens her anger and therefore her love. So she said, "Here he made us drink the nectar of his lips only once, and then he gave us up, like you will do with a the, with the, with the flower." So again, Shirada is mainly criticizing Krishna, but in the context of doing that, she's criticizing all that is connected to Krishna, because of her obsessive nature that everything is connected to Krishna, basically, to say that when she is in man or she's angry with Krishna in some daily moment, she doesn't want anything that may be resembling Krishna. But that's a way of getting more absorbed in Krishna indirectly. So she covers everything that is black. Whatever is black, she takes that off from her own body. She puts all white clothes, white sandalwood paste. She covers all the spots in the house that may resemble Krishna's color. But in that absorption, she gets even more and more engrossed <laughs> in, in remembrance of Hari. Mm-hmm. So that's how the lila works, how these union separation dynamics play themselves out, these twin polarities mm, of, of love, these two sides of the golden kind of prem. So she's she's making the point. She gave, make us drink that nectar, but she left us. Mm-hmm. So in her distress, she's saying the reason... Why the goddess, such a person like Lakshmi, is engaged constantly, we know, in his, in his service, is because she was fooled by Krishna's sweet words, intoxicating, promises, hmm? cheating nature, basically. Hmm? And the gopis went through that experience, but now we are learning through deep suffering who he is. It, is, it seems that Lakshmi is not yet aware of that. Hmm? So in that sense, in that context, we could say Radha is even criticizing Lakshmi. Which, of course, no problem, is her own partial expansion. She has the right to do so. <laughs> so so Sherad implies here also, okay, remember, Krishna's Madhupati, the lord of liquor. So he made us drink that liquor, that nectar-intoxicating beverage of his other ambrita, the sweet honey of his lips, once, and then by force or by some other pretense, whatever, he gave us and started enjoying with other ladies. Mm. And those lips are so bewildering that our intelligence collapsed, mm. and that made us develop intense greed for him and Again, all the things may resemble to our human experience of greed of desire, but it's a world apart. Bear in mind this and make this context be fixed in our <laughs> heart every time we are hearing all this narrative. Mm. This is sacred, passionate love. Mm ragatmika bhakti not even raganugavakti, Bhakti, but ragatmika bhakti mm-hmm. the, the love of those who are made of love mm-hmm. <laughs> so shri Radha is saying to the bumblebee like you mm-hmm. you take the, the you live any flower without any like problem after taking extracting all the honey you wanted he took all the honey from us and went to some other flowers and the bumblebee also went when he's a, a, arriving, approaching, one flower starts to sing, starts to buzz zzz, mm, to the flower. It seems like he's singing to the flower. He's so nice; the flower will think, "Oh, this bumblebee singing to me something, some lullaby, whatever." But, but not actually. This, the bumblebee is only there to suck the honey. That's his real purpose. And when there's no more honey to extract, the bee will live without singing, without anything. So the honey in the flower is the cause of pretty, of the affectionate so-called approach of the bumblebee there. So similarly, Srirad implies with this analogy, Krishna approached us singing and playing flute and and pronouncing so many nice things, but only his intention was bumblebee-like, extracting our honey, extracting the pollen of our lotus faces, and whenever he reached his purpose, he left us mm, and went to some other inferior flowers, inferior ladies. mm. So, by describing his lips as enchanting, here Shirada used the word Mohinim. Remember, Mohinim is, that's the name of Shirada indeed, also. She who enchants, the all enchanter. Madame Mohan is enchanted by Madame Mohan Mohini. And by this, she cannot but reveal her continual increasing greed for him, for those lips, for that Adarambrita. And the interesting point is that we know that Shirada kissed those lips, repeatedly, not only once. Mm? Krishna had Rasa Lila with the gopis and Srirata and so on. On a daily basis, they started to meet, as you know, after the killing of Aristasura, also in the middays at radhakund So the point is, Srirata says here, but I only drank that nectar once. So why is she saying only once? Of course, we know, due to the extreme longing, extreme thirst, extreme anurag, basically. That's the symptom of divine love. You tasted that so many times, but that's so deep, so sweet. And you want to serve that. Again, this is not enjoying a spirit in a selfish way. You want to really serve that and give yourself to that experience as much as you can. But that is so deep and so sweet that you feel, no matter what I do, it's never enough. It's like, I've never done that. That That's a symptom of prayer called Anurag. Krishna Radha meets so many times, but they feel this is the first time we are meeting. This is the first. And they are separated after that meeting or oh, when will I meet that beautiful girl that I lives in in Bar and they speak about the other person as if they do not know them, they just saw them, they heard about them, but they have just been together f- 50 fifteen minutes back. <laughs> so that's the astonishing hmm? Ad Charit, astonishing features of one of them, a friend, that cause rather to forget all those previous experiences out of extreme attachment. Hmm? Love is blind, divine love is a type of blindness. <laughs> And, of course, the highest unlike them. Mm-hmm. Srila Jeeva Swami also paraphrases Srirada mm-hmm. in this verse, in his commentary, Lagu Sri Srirada says here that the law of drunkards, the, this Madhupati, is giving sorrow to those who have pure minds, Sumanasa. Here the word Sumanasa can mean flowers, regarding the, the analogy with the bumblebee, but also can mean those with pure minds, referring to the gopis. So Krishna is giving sorrow to us gopis with pure minds because of his bad character and he's taking happiness for himself. So therefore, Srirad is kind of advising the Bumblebee, do not remain friends with that cheater. I know you are friends of him, you are Kaito bandhu, But stop that friendship right now. <clears throat> and the word Srila Jiva Goswami, which means says which means like you, when she compares Krishna to the Bumblebee, can be also applied to the to the bee, like implying he is like you, or it can be also applied to Krishna as, as the drunkard. You are like him. Like implying, you are like him, he is like you. You come from afar to take sweet fragrances, you wander about everywhere, and you perform actions like kissing while making sweet sounds, as we mentioned, the bumblebee does, and Krishna does himself also. Shira, Shirada also implies here, <clears throat> as Rijiba points out in his Gopal Shampoo, that <clears throat> I think that Krishna has no fear of giving pain to others because he has a body which destroys all others. He's so powerful, we have shown, we have seen that, so he's not afraid of anything may happen to him, of giving pain to others. He doesn't feel pain himself, so it's possible that. He doesn't understand that he's causing so much pain to others. He doesn't care for that. Of course, we know it's not like that. <laughs> it's very important that we have in mind Krishna's suffering as the gopis are suffering here. It's not that he's just forgetting about them and enjoying. We try to make that clear in the very beginning of our series. And we all try to continue doing so. But in the ecstasy of her love and separation with all these ecstatic mad talks, Sri Sh- will express in these terms. <clears throat> So then, Sri Aad implies, so he has this attitude, and then you, bumblebee, you met this rascal, according to Sri Jiva, Sri Aad refers to Krishna as the rascal who has a similar nature to you. And You studied shastra from him, you became schooled by him hmm, in the art of how not to give proper respect to the uh, to, to respectful people. <laughs> like implying he's doing that with us, and you are now trying to represent him. So that's a type of insult, similarly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is even seen that the student will have greater knowledge mm, than the master. Mm -hmm. So maybe you are also getting that degree, so PhD for you, Bumblebee, in this type of exploitation. Congratulations for you.
1: (laughs) Hmm.
0: So this is very astonishing, Sri Radha basically explains. Some people give pain to others but not for their own benefit, like, like a drunkard, basically. You know? And this Krishna, this serpent of time, Sri, Sri, Sri radha paraphrases through Jiva, Sri Jiva paraphrases rather saying this, he wrongly gave up us, who are obedient women, obedient ladies, after letting us enjoy the nectar of his sleep only once, which is really bewildering, in the same way you leave a flower after enjoying it. The point is, if you give only one drop of something, which is extremely sweet, what to speak, the sweetest of all things, you give a drop of that and you never give that anymore, better not to give anything, not even that drop. Of course, there was not only one drop, but Sri Radha's subjective ecstatic experience was such.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: On the other side, Sri Lassanathan Goswami he mentions in his own commentary from Rikha Bhai that in this example of the bee and the flowers, the analogy given here, Shirada implies that her love for Krishna is pure, just as the flower is pure, is the flower is not at fault, basically, but the bee is the one who is coming, taking, exploiting, and living. And here we are not promoting victim consciousness, for sure. Shirada is never in that situation. <laughs> so the implication in connection to the previous verse, the first verse is, well, he gave up, uh, he, he gave us up because he's a cheater, mm. he's cruel. I mean, we, we are not at fault, we are innocent. Mm. So after chastising Krishna in this way, she rather chastises the bumblebee and Udab for that matter saying, you are like him. He's like this, so she clearly depicts Krishna's nature according to her bhav, and then she extends that idea to bumblebee and Udab by extension. Mm. You are like him, representing him. He gave up, he gave us up, and you are now imitating him, bumblebee, giving up the flower. Hmm? So, you have friendship with him, he's fickle in mind, he's not stable, you adopted those same qualities, birds of the same feather flock together. Hmm? So, this quality of yours of giving up flowers is confirming, further confirming, your connection with him. But again, he should not be served. You are serving him. He's your master. He should not be served. He has unfickled nature, unsteady friendship. He has not shown any gratitude whatsoever, but the con- all the contrary. Hmm. And then again comes the example of Sri Lakshmi, hmm. the deity, supreme chaste woman in Vedic tradition, the deity for all ladies. And she's serving your lotus feet, Sri Radha saying here. It is heard. Whenever Krishna goes, through Radha is there. You know, as we have studied in the beginning of Gopi Gita. <singing> Krishna is born in Braj, and that sacred, blessed land is served by Lakshmi from that moment on. Lakshmi always resides there. We could say Lakshmi is also there in the form of Krishna. Sri hmm? hair his chest, and so on. So the point is, Radha implies, but why? Why Lakshmi serves the lotus feet of this fickle drunkard? Only Shirada can speak like that. <laughs> we are taught to glorify Krishna. Shirada is abusing him from tip to toe, but at the same time, that's the topmost form of Harikata. If you have Prem, you, you can say those things out of love. Like my Guru Maharaj sometimes. It's a different example, but it's similar. Prabhu Ananda Saraspat in his Chaitanya Charitamrita will abuse the demigods and will criticize from tip to toe any other insight that is different from the gift came, given by Mahaprabhu. And he will even say, who cares <coughs> for whatever any of the Dasavatars did? Who cares for Baraha? Who cares for Matsya? Mahaprabhu came. He gave what he gave. But again, all the things are saying say outside of the hmm? Out out ecstatic attachment, subjective experience. So if you don't have that Bab, you cannot do copy paste. You will engage in Aparad in that case. <laughs> so we should know how to properly behave. We should engage in anusar, not anukar. Following the footsteps, not imitating. Hmm? So this Lakshmi is serving the feet of this fickle drunkard, mm-hmm. and very steadily she's serving. He's so unsteady and she's serving so, so steadily. Mm-hmm. So she's mas- massaging his feet, you know, all, this, all, all, the, all the services performed by Lakshmi, typically. And why was the reason for this, Ridada says here? Her heart has been captured, bewildered, by the deceptive words of this Uttama shloka. Words like Napara Yahamnirabajam Sasad Kritiambi Buddhaya Sapivajamabhajan Duran Zaragiha Sring. Mm-hmm. Some British said that Bhapratiatu sadhana Krishna is pressing to the gopis I, I cannot pay, bag, repay bag your love for me. Your love is your its own reward. Even in a lifetime of Brahma I can do that. But I will try somehow or other. You have given a, and again we know he was sincere there. Krishna was totally transparent. But Sri Radha, in this moment of Ma Mom, will take these words and will just criticize Krishna. Hmm? So Sri Radha will imply, The fact that R- Lakshmi believed all these words indicates Lakshmi's foolishness. And Krishna's cleverness. He's quite a crafty guy. Hmm? But Lakshmi was too naive. Hmm? So she believed those things. So Radha is implying with all this, Therefore our anger at this cheater is totally justified. So again, she's criticizing Krishna. She's criticizing Lakshmi. She's the Adi Lakshmi, the Ultimate Lakshmi. So she has full right to do so. <laughs> Chidambaram Swami says something similar. Sri Rada wonders through him. How amazing! How why this Padma, this Goddess of Fortune, serving the lotus feet of Him who is so foolish? And Sri Rada says, again, yeah, Lakshmi's mind and heart, Chitta has been taken away by the false chatter of Uttama Shloka. Again, so many people glorifying Krishna, Shirada is hearing all this glorification, but the gopis Shirada will say, but we, however, are not undiscriminating like Lakshmi. We are engaging in discrimination, and we know he's a cheater, so we won't believe all this false, this Jalpa, this false chatter about him. So again, if we hear all these things from the proper perspective this should nourish hmm, our bhajan. That's the whole idea of this series, please. Have that in mind. <laughs> so now let's turn <clears throat> till now I mostly shared the words of Vishwana uh, sorry, Jiva Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Sridhar Swami. We have not touched yet on Chakravarti Thakur's famous Sararth Darshini commentary. So we will try to enter now there. Hmm. As you know this this his style of commenting is with in between dialogues between each verse and bumblebee and Srirad in this case coming and going with different ideas, so according to Bishwana <clears throat> Pad, here the bumblebee seemed to say to her, hmm, remember that Shirada was criticizing the bumblebee's whisk, uh, whiskers you have pollen you have sorry kumkum and the Bumblebee will say to Radha, no, this yellow color is my natural color as a bee. It's not the kumkum from Krishna's connection with other ladies in Mathura. So, I mean, there's no offense from my part. There's no offense from the part of my master. He's only absorbed in you. He only thinks of you. And that's a fact. And that's real. The Bumblebee in that case is saying the truth. He does not see any other lady, even while dreaming, as we know, while being in Mathuram, Dvaraka Krishna dreams only about Vrindavan. Again, it's totally true, ultimately. So why are you becoming so angry? Hmm. So to this Radha is applying this verse, according to Vishwanath. After making us drink the nectar of his lips, just once, he has given up. Hmm. And that's his offense. Hmm. Vishwanath invokes this interesting word, which is offense. Hmm. In other words, Sri Radha is calling Krishna an aparadi, Hmm. which is the most unbecoming thing, the, the last thing you will like to be consider as. You know? Oh he's an aparadi. That's the the main thing that we are trying to avoid in our bhakti project, Aparad. So only the gopis, especially Sri Rada, can call Krishna an Aparadi. There are many lilas in Shastra where this happened the other day we were sharing one. Let me share some brief words about that. Different Lila than this one, but similar instance with Krishna is considered an offender. Hmm? So once it is said that Krishna is really desperate to find Sri Radha to meet with her, but the Sakis will tell him, You cannot see Radha today because of as we will see, Aparat. Hmm. Krishna is sitting in the kunja hmm, and he's eagerly waiting for her Srimati to arrive. So when she appears, Sri Radha arrives. Actually she wants to witness and test Krishna's love for her, not because she doesn't trust in his love. But she wants only to see that flourishing, blossoming, increase, overflowing. So she goes to a nearby airport mm, and hides herself there and sends some of her mm, Sakis, manjari friends to the country where Krishna is waiting desperately and more desperately for her. So seeing the Sakis, Krishna will inquire from them eagerly. Like, where is my Priyaji? Where is my beloved, dearmost?" most? Mm. So the Sakis will say, hmm, Osham Sundar. Mm. Today, Unfortunately, Radha's superiors have forbidden her to come to leave the house with some whatever excuse. Of course, she never tells the actual truth of why she's leaving. But she found no good excuse to leave. She has some household duties to perform, so she not, was not able to come. And of course, Sundar will say, "But I am smelling her bodily fragrance everywhere, so she must be she must be here. Tell me the truth. <laughs> Do not lie to me. She must be hiding in some nearby." Uh, Kunja, just to make fun of me, and he's right. (laughs) But the Sakis will continue churning the Rasa, again churning Chamsundar's heart, saying, no, no, no. The fragrance we are hearing is because our clothes are carrying our Swamini's fragrance. Mm? And we also use her Prasadic clothes, the remnants that she used. So that's why you are always smelling this fragrance. Mm? We are always close to her. We use her Prasadic clothes, So we are telling you the truth. Today she was not really able to come. So Krishna hears these words and becomes upset and further intensified in in longing. So we'll ask, so tell me, how can I meet her? I mean, she's not here. Okay, so what can I do to meet her? I really need to meet her. Again, we are worshipping a needy God, a vulnerable God who has needs out of love, out of prayer, not out of existential void. So... So there's so much need for services, we see. So the Sakis will instruct Krishna. Mm-hmm. Okay, just stay here for some time and try to t- chant the Radhanam, the name of Sri Radha in your, in your mala. Try to perform some Japa, some smaran, or her holy name. And she will surely show up. She will be attracted by your chanting. Mm-hmm. What we are advised to do in our own sadhana. Mm-hmm. So Sundar starts to lovingly chant Radha's holy name in a sweet soft voice, but after some time, he he doesn't have the darshan of his sister Dev, that's the whole meaning of chanting Sri Nam, from Nam will come Rupa, the form will manifest, <laughs> that's what Krishna wants, it doesn't happening, So he will ask the gopis, I've chanted for so long now, but your friend is not showing up. So Sakis will reply, well, I mean, you are only chanting, but along with chanting, you should do some hearing. So again, all this is instructing for us as sadhakas. Not only chant Srinam, but hear Harikata. Mm-hmm. Chanting is... Okay, Krishna is there. Harikata is more representative of Sri Rada. So both shravan Kirtan, Kirtan, Harikata should be combined together. So now you should listen. We will speak about to you the glories of Sri Rada, and We will chant the holy name of Radha. And you will listen now. Now you engage in shravan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in this way, the, the Sakis behave jokingly and stirring the heart of Krishna more and more. Uh, so he they start to chant Sri Radhanam, and Krishna becomes more and more absorbed in that. Mm-hmm. And Krishna will say, "Okay, so I have listened properly, absorbed in the Sravanam Sri Radhanam, but still she has not shown up." Mm-hmm. So one saki increasing this joke, and the rasa will say, no, "We see there's place for Rasa and Rasa as well." To so say, "I think you are committing offenses." I think some aparad must be there. Because, again, that's what we are told. Whenever you are chanting, if there is no no spurti, no darshan, no sweetness, aparad is on the way. So it's similarly here, the sakis will say to Krishna, I think you are you are committing offenses to the chanting of Srirada's holy name. That's why you are not getting any result. Maybe you have gone to Chandravali. chandravali's kunja today. No, that's it, the, the, the conception of aparad in the lila. It's not that... I don't know, to blaspheme the Vedas, to consider the demigods. In that case, Aparat for Krishna is, have you gone to Chandravali? That's your Aparada. <laughs> so, of course, radha was sitting aside looking at all things and, and, and laughing, seeing how Krishna was reacting to her, and the Sakis will tell Krishna, okay, now clap your hands and try to chant the whole name of Radha loudly. You committed some offenses in your japa, so the apparat in Japa will, will be tra- over by Sankirtan, by intense loud chanting. Mm-hmm. So we will get rid of your offenses and holy name of Srirada will be pleased with you. She will appear. Mm-hmm. So Krishna in great ecsta- loving ecstasy, he joins the, the Sakis and all of them engage in ecstatic Radhanam Sankirtan. Mm-hmm. So seeing that ecstasy, it is to say that Srirada can no longer stay away hiding. So she becomes drawn into this scene, and she enters the kunja and blesses Krishna with her darshan. Krishna falling at her feet, to say that his peacock peacock feather crown, rolling on the feet of Sri Radha, and Radha's crying um, of love for Krishna. And, well, of course, the meeting of the divine couple takes place there. So this is one of these many examples, again, where the gopis, and especially Radha, also can call Krishna, Aparadi. But in the context, again, of Rasa. And again, one of the reasons we continue with Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's purpose of Shirada gives us, he made us drink the nectar of his lips only one, and then he has given us up. so that's his apparatus, that's his offense. Mm. He gave us a taste, he immediately left us. Mm. So you should consider Bumblebee, you know, he really wanted to give us happiness because if he wanted really to make us happy, he would have given us that nectar repeatedly. And of course he did, but again, this is rather subjective, ecstatic experience. Now, in separation. Remember, this is love in separation. So, all the emotions take a particular shape, a particular focus, and a particular intensity. Mm-hmm. And then comes a very interesting point that Vishwanath makes here. Mm-hmm. He says, the nectar of his lips is called Adar amrita. So, Amrita means nectar because of sweetness, but Amrita also means non-death. Mrityu means death, so amrita means immortality. So other amrita means the nectar of his lips is not only sweet, but bestows immortality. So because his lips are nectar, are amrita, in spite of our suffering, we are not dying because we have entered in touch with those lips which give immortality. So it seems we became immortal, but we are suffering. We would like to die, but we cannot. And and, and, and even in, in a deeper sense of Chastisement, according to Vishwanath, Sri will imply. And why this hap- did happen? Because Krishna considered if all these gopis die out of torment in separation of me, then who will be left that I can torture? It's, in this, it's because of this, Sri implies through Vishwanath Thakur that he made us drink, he has made us drink the nectar of his leaves, in mort- giving bestowing immortality, so that does not happen. We remain alive, and he can continue torturing someone for eternity. So again, it seems that Sirada is depicting Krishna as the worst, worst possible, most cruel personality that you could ever meet. But again, at the same time, she's totally obsessed with him, in love with him. So you can imagine how speechless Udav is at this point. <laughs> and this is just beginning. So the bumblebee, according to Vishwanath, will re- re- reply to Radha saying, Again, if, if if he's such a guy, how you chase a woman so virtuous become so desirous of him? Because, I mean, for whatever you are, for all that you are saying, what, what are you doing even speaking about him? So Radha will reply in this verse when she speaks how that mohinim, that nectar of his lips is totally bewildering. The contact with that sweetness has destroyed our intelligence. Of course, it means we could say from our perspective that helped us transcend even manas and buddhi and all these worldly calculating functions and it's throwing us into a pool of divine emotions mm-hmm. but in the particular context here Sri Radha was saying well but by tasting that nectar all our hopes in this life, next life, all have been destroyed as chaste ladies we lose our chastity here next birth won't be auspicious because we have been a dharmic all this they say in the context of the lila mm-hmm. Krishna generally is not considering the famous saying that says, You should not cut down with your own hand even a poisonous tree that you have planted and raised yourself. Like implying, even if we are poisonous, we have become unchaste or something. He has cut us, uprooted us in in a very cruel way. So, what he likes, what he dislikes, difficult to understand, Rad implies here. Mm And, and the word Mohini, which means bewildering, Vishwanath connects that with Vishnu's lady avatar, Mohini Murti. So just as Vishnu's Mohini Murti made the Devatas drink the nectar, the amrit in the churning of the ocean, hmm? Krishna has made us drink the nectar of his lips once, yet he abandoned us. As someone like you, bumblebee, abandons uh, a malati or a jasmine flower. Hmm? And then the bee will resort, re, reply to that according to Vishwanath. But when he, ab- of course, some of these points we have already made them before through other Purvacharyas, but it's important to return over and over again to these ideas to have a clear picture of them. So the bumblebee will say, Okay, Krishna abandoned you, but are you at fault or is he at fault? Why he, Why you say that he's at fault? Hmm? So rather, she's saying, Yes, he's at fault. He, he gave us up. I mean, like the, gay, like, the, like the bee, again, the analogy, gives up the jasmine. Mm-hmm. We are famous in Raj, as Sumana, as we mentioned, Sumana, mm-hmm. like good, intelligent, clear ladies, pure, chaste woman. Mm-hmm. So we are like the jasmine also. Sumanasa means flower, and sometimes it's applied to the jasmine flower. So the jasmine is, we are similar to the jasmine in fragrance, Shiraad implies, in softness, mm-hmm, in purity, in purity, <laughs> in attractiveness. All these qualities have been inherited with us guppies. And sumanas means we have good minds. Sumana, splendid minds. Mm-hmm. And on the op- on the other side, ana- analyze the qualities of your master. He's famous at being fickle, mm, like the bee, mm, only interested in his own pleasure, mm, and so on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So in the, in the same way, mm, the bee attracted after giving many jasmine flowers, sometimes, and that that there now comes an interesting point. She says, Like the bee, sometimes he gets interested into a jasmine flower, but after drinking nectar there, he becomes attached to some inferior flowers. Mm. So why should not become angry at Krishna just as we will with the bee? Like implying why the bees getting attached to an inferior taste, implying Krishna gave us up and he become attached to inferior flowers, to the mature ladies, which cannot provide the pleasure he receives in brush. So, actually, we are angry with that. We are we are desperate because we cannot provide Krishna the pleasure we know he needs. We know how needy Krishna is, and we do not have the opportunity to offer ourselves in service to him. In such, He's such a needy person, and we are here to provide our life from tip to toe for satisfying him, he has chosen to go to some fear flowers, ladies, that won't satisfy him fully. So we know that, and that's why we are desperate. So from that side, Sirad is making this parallel with the bumblebee and the jasmine. So according to Vishwanath, the bee will arc again and say, Well, we know from Shastra, Krishna cannot be at fault. He's such a great personality. Gargacharya. When, in the name-giving ceremony, he knows all Shastra. And he said, Krishna is equal to Narayan. So how can you even suggest that he's at fault? What to speak that he's a drunkard and a liar and a cheater? <laughs> so Radha, according to Srila Chakravartipa, will re- reply to, to the bumblebee. And again, to Udav, who still was not able to open his mouth in front of the deity, Sri Rada, the deity of Law personified. So Radha say, yeah, Gargachara say he's Narayan, let him be Narayan. Like you know, this is the standard of Prajabhasis. Yeah, we heard so many times Indra Brahma, Gargacharya, his God, his Narayan, and they can say whatever they like. We know him. We have Pratyaksha direct experience. We know how needy he is, how much he lies, he's still, he's full of desires, he's not God. That's Siddhanta in Braj. Try to punish up this chas and Kya Harim The Paribas Sutra of Krishna Lila Vishna says. The whole Shastra, Veda, Supani should consider Krishna the supreme absolute. Yashoda considers him my son. That's the Siddhanta of Raj. I don't care for what Shastra say. he's my son, and I know he's on my lap. I have direct experience of that. <laughs> so, Pratak- Pratyaksha, above all other evidence. Remember, Nanda Mara said that to Udav when he tried to pacify him. You're, oh, you have so much affection for, your, for God as a son. And Nanda said, My son, God? you are crazy, I heard, I, I I thought you were just a bit, you were intelligent, but you are speaking nonsense, he steals, he lies, I know how needy he is, he hadn't be God. <laughs> so here Radha was saying, okay, yeah, let him be Narayan, but how can that cover up what we see in real life, that's the point, such as the way he cheats others and so on, we have full experience of that, and she speaks with insight, if you will. And Lakshmi is serving him, yes, yeah, we mentioned, because her mind is attracted to the glorification given to Uttama Shloka. He hears so much praise from here and there by his own men, by people like you, Bumblebee. And Lakshmi is quite naive, quite like simple-minded. But we, gopis, have been endowed by the creation with skill, intelligence, shyness, and beauty. So how can we be like her? So now again, Shrirada is comparing herself to Lakshmi and putting herself on top of that, saying, okay, Lakshmi may have heard about Krishna, but she has not studied his character as we did. So she, she just have a superficial idea of who Krishna is, and that's why she keeps serving him. We have observed in detail, we have full experience. Hmm? So some ideas in connection to, hmm, to Shmanachakravartya Thakur's conversation between Srirad and the bumblebee. So now let's turn, before closing our presentation, to the type of Chitra Jalpa that is included in this particular verse, by analyzing the different sections of the verse and which emotion is present there. So when Radha says in this verse, by making us drink the nectar of his lips, we lose our intelligence, there Radha is showing Krishna's deceptive nature. He cheated us by doing that. When she says, he instantly gives them up like the bumblebee gives the flowers that indicates Krishna's mercilessness mm-hmm. so these are all these qualities that will have to do with the particular Jalpa here Chitra Jalpa then he says like, the, like you the V when she is speaking to the bumble like you the v, is indicating Krishna's fickleness mm-hmm. by, revealing, by revealing Lakshmi as simple and all this is said by Vishwanath Chakrabhat, Thakur. Radha is indicating her own cleverness. Hmm? Uh, Lakshmi is naive. We are intelligent. So all these words, properly combined, as you can see, are indicating Krishna's ungrateful nature, again, ungrateful nature in the context of Lila and Radha's man, and Krishna's lack of love for them, which again, in the context of the Lila, Krishna cannot but love them. That's what, if you take off the love that Krishna has for the gopis, you have no longer Krishna, basically. So that love corresponds with his own identity. But Shirada will imply with all these names, these names, Uttama Shloka, that some people give him, or Dinavandu, fl- friend of the afflicted, all of these names are wrong. Do not really correspond with him. If Lakshmi becomes our student, we can teach her, actually, how Krishna is actually not dinavandu He's not the friend of the afflicted. He's very cruel. So, only Radha can say this, as I mentioned, in relation to whom Lakshmi is about a partial expansion. So, which type of Chitrajalpa is this? Mm. All these words in this verse are indicated, as I mentioned, Krishna's, in the context of Radha's divine madness, Krishna's ungrateful nature, and lack of love for them. Mm. So, this refers to a type of Chitrajalpa called Parijalpa. Mm. Not Prajalpa. Prajalpa was the previous one. This is Pari. Parijalpa. So which are the symptoms of Parijalpa, as Rupa Goswami mentions them, and we have already mentioned in the context of this verse, he says that when a person reveals indirectly their own cleverness, hmm, she rather did that by comparing, by saying Lakshmi is naive, while enumerating another's faults, in this case Krishna's, and which faults are enumerated in Parijalpa? Mercilessness, duplicity, and fickleness, ungratefulness and, and other qualities in that line this is called Parijalpa so we have seen here how all these particular components are there present in this verse to be considered one of these 10 types of mad talks or chitrajalpa so Shirada k- keeps speaking Chitrajalpa, and Udav cannot say but a word here he doesn't know what to do, what to say At the same time, he's aware this is not an ordinary situation. There is full prem here. I can feel it. But how it plays itself out, that's totally bewildering to me. So I I understand if you may be yourself speechless and bewildered, Udav himself did. (laughs) So yeah, this is a topic that is above our heads. Hmm? But as we were mentioning last class, even if you have a theoretical understanding of these, a theoretical like no- proper notion of prem, come or last, will run from your heart immediately. So how powerful is prem? Even if you understand it theoretically, you are free from selfish desire. Mm-hmm. And of course, the main reason why we are organizing all this series of lectures revolving around this higher, highest prem is because of that, asadakas we need to be properly acquainted with this world of emotions and appreciate that real That's sadhana. We could say that sadhana, one way of defining sadhana is theoretical appreciation of bhava and prem. We are not there yet, but we can school, instruct ourselves in order to appreciate that goal, long-term, middle-term goal to attain in the form of bhava and prem. So sadhana bhakti means that stage where I educate myself and I learn to appreciate in theory I learn the theory and to appreciate the theory that is underlying the reality of Bab and Prem and that will take us in that direction eventually in, in the in the level of insight. and as we know the entrance to the world of Bab, to the world of Prem is through the gate of separation through separation in our particular stage and we are in separation somehow or other so that's very befitting. There will come eventually the union. So these sections, all the songs of the gopis in the Bhagavatam, Brahmar Gid, Jugal Gid, Viraha Gid, Gopi Benu Pranayagid, all of them depict some type of separation. So they are more important even for us sadhakas than those narratives that depict, for example, the Astakalya Lila, which mostly describe the union, the daily union in the Nitya Lila, and Krishna, and the Vrajavasis. Of course, they are important and beautiful. But in these other sections of the Bhagavatam, Vipralamba, separation is mentioned there. Mm. By showing, again, the example of the ragatmikas, the ones who do not only have love for Krishna, but are made of love of Krishna. This Ragadmika can be termed as radical enrapturement if you want. Radical is a very interesting word, because they were radical The very root of the word radica, the Latin root is radix. So radix means from the root. Mm -hmm. So radical means something that is there from the very root. So the word raga, when you say ragatmika, and we translate as radical, Mm -hmm. rapturement, we will say, and raga, as you know, is derived from the Sanskrit ranj, which means to be colored, to delight in, to exalt. So the ragatmikas, those who are made of rag, are colored, if you will, in prem, from the very root of their being, from tip to toe, every pore of their being, shirada and so on. Mm -hmm. So this coloring is not brought about through any dyeing procedure, some color external imposing of some color there, but they themselves eternally are, are such color, such coloring, such raga. In their very Atmaka, in the very essence of their being. So that's why their premise is depicted as Ragatmika, and their premise of the essence of this raga, of this radical enrapturement. So, um, sometimes an example is given, and with this, let me, some few words, excuse me if I extend some extra minutes today. But also in Ajurveda, there's this interesting process called Bhavana. For those who know Ayurveda, you may know what I'm speaking about. Bhavana will refer to like saturation with liquids. So use, use this to purify and augment the potency of a particular drug, on an herb. And so, the, for example, you take the powder of a particular, whatever, the Amalaki fruit, let's say. So you take the dry powder of that, and that powder of that fruit is soaked in the juice of that same plant. So you take dry powder of Amalaki juice and soak that in in, in the uh, uh, the Amalaki fruit, sorry, dry powder, soak that in Amalaki juice. So that's called Swabhavana, which means self-saturation. You immerse the product in the same product, in the form of juice. And when you repeat that many times, that's called Bahu Swabhavana, which means abundant self-saturation. So you can imagine the power of that particular herb at that moment. It's called Bhavita. That drug is called bhavita at that point, which means saturated. Mm. So, why I'm saying all this, you can imagine, speaking on Ragat Bhakti, the gopis, mm, Srirada herself, their bare being is constituted of the very essence of Ladini Shakti, mm, which essence is bhava, and Srirada is Mahabhav Swarupini. Mm. So, they are, they are eternally undergoing such divine saturation, bhavana soaking themselves by full perpetual immersion in Krishna Prima. Anadi scars in the words of Vishwanath Thakur. So the Gopis and the Gopas, the Nitya Sidas, what to speak of Radha herself, they are of such nature. So that it is, that's why it is that Krishna, who is known on many circles as Aptakam, he whose desires such satis, completely satisfied, or Atmaram, he who delights in his own self, that's why even on his such he desires to enjoy with the gopis, with such saturated prem like beings. <laughs> this is clearly shown put in context from the verse very first verse of the Rasalila, which is the main section of the Bhagavatam depicting Krishna's love for the gopis. The very first verse Bhagavan three. It says Bhagavan, even though he's Bhagavan, his Atmaram Aptakam Api, even it means even he is satisfied, self satisfied, he desires to enjoy with the gopis. So that's the idea. Krishna is Bhagavan, supremely independent, blissful, fulfilled, but he's fully needy in connection to the love of the Brajaprem. So his godhood, as we expressed the other day in the God Panits Pandit's Hari Harikata, his own godhood, Bhagavatwa, is overridden, if you will, is transgressed, if you will is transcended, is up, upgraded, <laughs> overcome by the gopis love. Sanatang so Goswami mentioned that idea in the Brihad Bhagavatam mm-hmm. The ultimate limit and perfection of godhood even when the Supreme submits to his devotees to such a degree that it contradicts his own qualities as god, self-satisfaction and all these qualities. He becomes totally needy. But submitting himself to Prem, Bhakti Ananda, Swarup Shakti Ananda, there is no fault, it's an ornament, it's a charming uh, addition in the context of Bhakti Rasa. And again, separation has a very crucial role in this regard. Mm? Separation increases their relationship, Mm? and separation, um, how to say, it's real suffering. Mm? The problem with suffering for us conditioned souls is that we are experiencing unreal suffering, illusory suffering. Suffering in the context of illusion, Maya Shakti, we don't know how to suffer. That's basically the idea. The solution to suffering is not stop suffering, but learn suffering. Learn to suffer, not stop suffering. That's an important, interesting point. That's why sometimes they say the goal of life is to find purpose and not to just be happy. You can be suffering from the proper cause and you are expanding your heart. Compassion is a type of suffering which expands your heart. <laughs> what well, to speak of this type of suffering. So much expanding. So, and purpose is the goal of life. And Prem, Prayogyan, Param, Artha. means purpose. Prayogyan means purpose. So, when you reach that, everything has purpose, because Krishna is in the center. So, we are not here so much stop suffering, but learn to suffer. Then you will stop suffering in in the unbecoming way that suffering comes to our lives so we are here to learn to suffer for love in if love is there everything becomes desirable suffering union separation with krishna in the center everything finds its proper place so all these gitas are so important of the gopis because all deal with some type of suffering but they are teaching us <laughs> the gopis are instructing us this is how you should suffer now you are suffering because you are not suffering, poor Krishna, really. Now you are crying false tears because you have not learned to express real tears in, in divine love. So this is the way for us. And we, as Godia, as Bada Jivas, Godias, but Bada Jivas, <laughs> generally we see happiness and suffering as opposites. That's an interesting polarity we perceive as Bada Jivas. One is like Kill, killing the other, but in Gaudiya Vedanta we will say, no, no, one is invoking the other, one is nourishing the other, happiness and distress, union and separation. The union will create separation, separation will invoke union. So, while by, by we ourselves not fully resolving this, we are actually indulging in self-sabotage of our devotional project. So we have to learn how to integrate these polarities into a higher synthesis this is real transcendence as we have said many times transcendence is not dismissing anything but integrating everything in the higher synthesis so the gopis here are teaching one of those very valuable lessons so sorry for extending myself a little bit today but i want to share some few thoughts in connection to this second verse of Sri Brahmar Git and of course if you have any questions you may like to share today i have now uh, put the option of unmuting yourself for those who are in zoom and for those who are in, see, following in this facebook s- streaming i will check if you want have written anything and you can write of course if you want in zoom any questions okay so it seems we have no questions today so you you someone Kanuram uh, has a question
1: yes uh... I want to ask you, we're talking about the, the gopis have this sense of anurag. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm misunderstanding this point or thinking about it differently, that anurag is like the feeling that that they have for Krishna and before they have met.
0: But no, you're talking no, no, about it no, differently
1: today. No, Am I that, thinking no, about no. something else?
0: No, what you mentioned is Purvarag. Purvarag. <laughs> Purvarag. The word rag is there. Everything is about rag. <laughs> Purvarag is one of four of the four types of separation. It's the first one, the only one we can go through ourselves as conditioned souls, which means you have never met the object of your love, but you uh, wish to do so, and you start to meet that person, if you will, by hearing about that person, about Hari Kata in our case, I'm speaking in this case, or in the case of the gopis in the lila, they saw Krishna, they heard about Krishna, but they have not had the chance of Officially acknowledging their love for him. So, all that is Purvarag, so the, the beginning, the falling in love, if you will, before the official meeting, first meeting. That's one of four types of separation Purvarag, Man, by and Pravas. And Anurag is one of the seventh developments of Prem. Sneha, so Man, Pranay, Rag, Anurag, Bhav, Mahabhav. So, of course, all of them are included in, in, in the Gopis and, and Sriradha. So they appear at different moments. So anurag means a type of development of Prem where you feel that every single moment developed, the, develops beauty appears ever new, ever fresh. Mm? And that's the experience of Sri in relation to Krishna. Every time Krishna's beauty appears new and fresh, so that kind of upgrades her own disposition of service to that. Her dedication increases because Krishna's beauty increases. And when Shirada's dedication increases, Krishna's beauty increases. You know, so the two of them, Krishna Das says, enter into a competition and none of them accept defeat. <laughs> so, and, 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 I, and another form of this expression is that as I mentioned today, they may have met some while, some minutes before, but the nature of Anurag makes, I never met him. You know, it's like every time it's like the first time, but every time it's upgraded like in comparison to the previous time so it's ever increasing hunkering and longing and neediness but in the context of of love so yeah that will be a very basic difference between Anurag and Purbarag. so similar terms but different realities thank you thank you okay something else <clears throat> okay, so it seems the rest speechless as Uddhava is by hearing Ramargit. so it's okay it's a good symptom, we need to hear and to ruminate <laughs> and to do something with, with this revelation that comes to us by the grace of Sriman Mahaprabhu, Sri Guru, Parampara the Sadhu, so we are really extremely indebted and blessed and hopefully we, we, we can do something with our lives and trying to to reciprocate for such such a level of insight. So thank you very much to all of you for your presence. I hope to see you next week with the next verse, and we will finish our session as usual by invoking the pranam mantra that Udav offered to Shirad and the Gopis and all the Brajavases, but especially in this case to the Brajavases, because for living Braj, where he says that he inclines his head to their feet perpetually, trying to enter in touch with the dust from her sacred Lotus feet and whose kirtan, the Gopi's kirtan, has the potential of purifying the three worlds. So we are praying in that spirit, hoping that this session of Kirt, the Harikata, in this case representing Radha's kirtan, may get we, we may be sprinkled with at least one little drop of that grace and mercy so we can increase our dedication to such an ideal. Padarainu Rabikshna Sajasam Harikatod Gitam Punati Bhuvanatri. Srila Gurudev Ki Jai, Sriman Mahapru Ki Jai, Sri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Grantarash Rimad Bhagavatan Ki Jai, Sri Brahma Gita Ki Jai, Gaur Bhaktoran Ki Jai, Gaur Pramanan Hari Hari Bo.